Hey, Jamie, JT. If I time to get back hot again, man, you know I'm fresh out this thing. Let go. You know you're looking at a winner, winner. All right, welcome back. This is Day Before Podcast, episode three, three and a half, four, something in that range. Uh, we're a little late. Couldn't get the studio until now. So we back. We're back. Um, you know, better late than never. That'll probably be the title of the episode this week. Um, but we're going to do a probably a little shorter this week um, for this episode, but we will be back again on Monday in your normally scheduled programming for your runs, your workouts, or however you like to listen to the podcast. Commutes. Oh, commutes. Good one. Sorry. All right. Pretend I said commutes the first time. Okay. <laughs> um, so as, as usual, um, I am your host, Brandon. You can call me Buckets if you please. Uh, I have... Ty Chili Dip with me. At your service. Per usual. Um and, and back from the dead, we have we have the plug. Zach is in the building. <laughs> the prodigal son returns. Ooh. Return of the Zach. The Return plug. of the Zach. I love it. I Where love does the it. plug come from? This is a long story. Y- you have to wait. We will do well, the next um oh, ho- host the, profile. Cast, no spoilers. Cast member bio. We'll we'll put it out. No yeah. spoilers. I'll just put a disclaimer out there that I have never used drugs nor <laughs> distributed drugs to anybody. So despite well, I am dis- looking despite appearances. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am looking forward to this profile then. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna jump into it. Last night, uh the Warriors and Blazers started the Western Conference Finals, and Warriors ran away with it late, winning by 22. Um, and so this is now the 29th game that the Warriors have played mm. without with Curry, but no Durant, and the mm. Warriors are 28 and one in that time. That's not. Is that good? That's uh. That's pretty good. <laughs> is that is that good? Is that good? I, I think uh, uh, as a sports player on any team I played with, I would take 28 and one. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean. Can you make the argument that the Warriors are better without KD? Um, no. I think that the Warriors are still the Warriors, and I think that we have a lot of recency bias, and when we see how dominant Kevin Durant was in that stretch, um, and we see how the Warriors kind of, you know... They rely on him maybe a little rely, too much. Yeah, rely on him, kind of cater to him and make sure he gets going. Um, you kind of forget that the core of your 73-win team is still there. Um, especially with the addition of Bogut coming back, which I love, um, but I think they're just they're just still a great team that plays basketball the right way, and it's still going to be very difficult to beat them with or without Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is icing on the cake, um, but the Warriors still have cake. So, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say I, I feel like KD is the kind of player that can just take over a game in, yeah. in the fourth quarter, but at the same time, it's not like Steph or Clay can't do that as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know. Steph Curry in Game Six and last night um, kind of showed you like this is why I was the first uni- uh, unanimous MVP. Like, you think they just play harder when KD's not on the court because they got to make up for whatever he's not producing? I don't know if they play harder. I feel like they play almost better as a team without KD. There's yeah. a sense of urgency though. Like, yeah, you you well in the playoffs this year they're losing 34 points a game. So. Obviously, you have to make that up in some way, but I think this idea that it's not going to all come from one person, it's not coming from Curry. Curry is not going to all of a sudden score 50, 60 points a game. Curry is going to give you high 20s on average. 
And then, but it's going to be guys like Quinn Cook coming off the bench, giving you valuable minutes, Jordan Bell, Bogut, um, and, you know, the rest of those guys, Jarebko, coming in and just being able to really play. And they did that in game six. They did that in game one. Um, and I think if they can come and give you valuable minutes, the Blazers are, are in trouble. I think the Blazers are in trouble anyways. I mean, that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I feel like they got handled fairly easily yeah, I, last night. But here's the thing, though, about that game. Like, they lost by 22, but so much of it came from the Blazers just playing sloppy. And at one point, they had 14 made field goals and 14 turnovers. I mean, that's it's not going to get it done against any team, and especially not against the Warriors. Um, so, honestly, like, the fact that they were able to stay close, I mean, it was a six-point game going into the fourth quarter. Right. You know, that they were able to keep it close for that long, I don't know. It just felt to me like it was more a, a factor of the Blazers playing poorly and not capitalizing on the opportunity that they had. Um, I said before the series, I thought the Warriors were going to win in six. I still think they're going to win in six. Um, I think Portland's too good to be swept, but I just don't see any way that they, they get over the hump here. Even though I'm sitting over here repping my, my 3J McCollum jersey. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, I think the biggest issue that I had with the game is that um, Damian Lillard took 12 shots, which is the same number of shots that Mo Harkless shot. And it's not that, um, you know, he should force things or, you know, take bad shots. But I, I think as a star, he's got to take more shots. I mean, McCollum had 19. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He ended up 7 for 19, 1 for 5 from 3. But I, I think as the star, when it's starting to slip away, you kind of have to force the issue a little bit. We saw that with Kawhi in Game 7 against the 76ers where he took 39 shots. And that's very out of character for him. But, you know, you got to you got to win uh to keep to move on like you just got to do what you got to do you you have to will the team to win at, yeah. at some point so and they didn't get a whole lot from the bench obviously Rodney Hood had 17 but the rest I, of the bench yeah. gave him 11 points yeah. um which is i mean that's a solid you know total bench production but i think they're going to need curry um curry seth, in particular, seth curry think, to yeah. do more than 3 points seth so. seth needs to step up more for sure uh collins had decent production off the bench i felt like his his contributions are more on the defensive end anyway yeah um, I think but, he needs more minutes. He plays well for them. Yeah, no, he does. He does for sure. Um, but I, I, again, I think that they had they had a shot. I think the Warriors pulled away, so I think the game was closer than twenty two. Um, but you know, yeah, it, it was and it wasn't because yeah. you know it was like like I said, I, I felt like the Warriors should have pulled away earlier and they didn't. So it was close for three quarters. It was closer. It, for three quarters, it felt like it should have been a, a bigger game than yeah. it was. And then by the end, it you know it felt like it maybe should have been a little bit closer score-wise. So. Yeah, it definitely felt like at halftime, Portland could feel good about being down nine. I right. mean, they had it at three, and then Curry hit two threes in a row, and the second one was ridiculous. But um, I think that, you know, it's this is a big game two for them. I think game two can really shape this series. I think that if the Warriors win game two you really put no pressure on the Warriors to bring or rush Durant back in any way. Or Cousins. Yeah. Or Cousins, yeah. for that matter, too, yeah. So. I thought Cousins was done for the year. That's what he said. Well, that's what, that's it, what looked it looked like, like initially, but he said that he, he feels, feels like all right. he can come back this series potentially. So. Ooh, if they get Boogie back, I don't think they lose. Yeah, I mean. I, mean, I don't think they lose regardless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, pulling for, I'm pulling for the Bucks. I won't lie. Pulling for the Bucks. Yeah. Interesting. It, because it's a small market team. Okay. I mean, the Blazers are small market too, but yeah. 
going for the Bucks. I mean, Toronto is like out of market. So like, is that? <laughs> hey, I'm a Jays fan. Don't forget that they they got their their big Canada market, right? Yeah, you're I'm a Jays that. fan and a Packers fan. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could just whoever wins the East, that's probably who you're rooting for. You're not wrong. Yeah. Unless it's the Blazers, but they won't win the yeah. West. That's yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Although, uh, just an interesting fact: uh, a Blazers Raptors finals, Enos Cantor for the Blazers would not be able to go to Toronto and play. His his really? visa has been revoked from Turkey, so he is, in essence, stuck in the United States. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I mean, he has his, his United States visa to work here, but I think it's his passport that's been revoked. Sorry, so, the passport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Turkey is just like completely pulled all support from him. Yeah, he's stranded it's, here. Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. For Who sure. are you guys taking in that series? It starts tonight. Raptors, um, Bucks. I mean, full disclosure, not knowing a lot about either team, I think the Bucks are just more talented, and I think they're they're going to get it done. We need our I'll can, say Bucks. And we need seven. our Canadian brother here to I vouch know, for the Raptors. I know, we need Borlak. Shout out to David Borlak, missing King of the North here today. Yeah, although Zach's backpack looks like. It's dressed as if Borlak were here in red and black <laughs> attire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think that the Bucks pose a bigger challenge to the Warriors. Um, and for that, I think I want the Raptors to win, although I am <laughs> a little worried about Kawhi seeking revenge. Um, but I think that, you know, it, I, that series is going to come down, I, I really feel like, to Giannis versus Kawhi. Not in essence that they're going to necessarily guard each other, but I think if Kawhi can somehow manage to be the best player on the floor, then I think the Raptors really have a shot. I don't believe in Kyle Lowry. I think that he is overrated and kind of disappears throughout the playoffs, which is disappointing, but um, it is what it is. And so I think a lot rides on on Kawhi and, and Pascal Siakam to really carry them. And so if they can kind of play like they did in – in the, in the earlier games of that series um, against the 76ers, I think they have a shot. But ultimately, I do think the Bucks take it. I think it, can go, it definitely is going to go probably seven games. That's, that's going to be a good series, though. Um, so I guess staying with basketball, we'll kind of shift um, to the NBA draft, which was last night. Um, I guess uh, it's, it's not as rigged as it could have been. I still kind of think it's rigged. Um, but the Lakers didn't get the first pick, but they did move into the top four. The Knicks also didn't get the, the first pick. <laughs> um, they landed at three. The Grizzlies snuck in at two, and the Pelicans won at number one. Yo, how about David Griffin? He had this dude is the had, luckiest dude on the. Oh planet. my gosh, he had three out of four years with the Cavs in that stretch from eleven to fourteen, where he had the number one overall pick, and now he goes to the Pelicans and they get the number one overall pick. Is that what you mean? It's rigged. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. The, the only the ways I thought it would be rigged is if the Lakers or the Pelicans got the first pick. Explain. Okay, so explain to me how you think it's rigged then. Um, the Pelicans are. A kind of notoriously poorly run franchise, and you have um, a new GM, and you had the whole fiasco with Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and so that was that kind of really didn't look great for the NBA. Then you have this new GM say that he wants to keep Anthony Davis, and really to put them in a power seat, and the only way you really can put the enough pieces around him to potentially. Uh, convince him to stay is if you get Zion Williamson in the number one pick. Whether that's Anthony Davis wants to keep him and and 
now Anthony Davis and Zion and you re-sign Drew Holiday and you think you're formidable that way. Or you can trade Zion or that first pick to a bevy of teams to get pieces um, to put around um, Anthony Davis so he, he's content to stay. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to stay. Um, the rumors are that he still wants to leave. And the rumors are that Zion wants to go to New York. Um, so I think you there. there's a lot of problems they still need to work out. But I think this puts them in potentially the best situation. The only better situation for them would have been if they had the second pick and the Knicks got the first pick. Because I think then the Knicks had pay, trade the first pick and probably Kevin Knox um, and maybe some other pieces to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis, and then now the Pelicans have the first and second pick. So that's the only way I think it gets better, um, but uh, yes. And John ja Morant, who is the consensus number two pick, played AAU with Zion Williamson, so there's familiarity there. Um, if you're concerned about Zion potentially going down the same road as AD and wanting to leave uh, R.J. Barrett, played with him at Duke and their friends, so you can go one of those two ways to pair with him, just really the best way to make him happy and figure that out. So I think they're in a really good spot still, though. Yeah, I mean, so that's the other thing to when you talk about it being rigged is you had these reports before the lottery about how if the Knicks got the number one pick, they were probably going to trade either the pick or Zion, right? Yeah. And so I think the NBA, not wanting to see the number one player drafted just get just get traded out of that city immediately, and, you know, you talk about it's probably an ideal situation for the NBA for the Knicks to not end up with that pick. So, yeah, I don't know. I, they might have traded the pick though, because it's it's essentially trading Zion, but like, it's not. It's a not actually. Who's it's going not like to they one. selected Zion and then. Traded yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's you. but it's not a secret who's going one. I think Vegas has it as negative nine hundred and ninety nine thousand <laughs> nine hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> that you would have to bet to win a hundred bucks. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading a lot just on discussion boards and whatnot that. Celtics were going to be in talks with New Orleans of either an AD trade or a pick trade. And that's an interesting one, too. The yeah. Boston has three first-round picks again. Well, did you see the? Did you see Terry Rozier's comments? Yeah. Terry he, Rozier said that, okay. It's like, if the roster stays the same, I want out of there. It's like, if they don't make any moves, I, I don't want to go back to Boston. Well, I mean, I, they certainly I, have the draft capital to, yeah. to get a deal done. I, I think that's specifically if Kyrie comes back. Um, I think so too. I think he's he, causing problems in the locker room. He was asking about. He was asked on first take about if, like, was it a Kyrie issue or was it a Gordon Hayward issue? Yeah. And he kind of said it was a little bit of both, and not that they were treated differently, but they didn't really have to change their games to fit like the system that was working in Boston from the coaching staff. Um, and so I think that comment about him wanting out is specifically if Kyrie comes back. You think Kyrie does come back? No. no. Yeah, I think he's gone. I'm not a basketball fan, and I don't even think he's coming back. I mean, I just think that, I mean, the the whole, like, I called LeBron was telling. I don't think he goes to L.A., but. I think he goes to the Knicks. I bet you he wants to Probably to the Knicks. But would, it's interesting because. I would say because, Knicks or like, L.A. It's, it's so interesting, that case, to me, because a lot of people were high on Kyrie, and, I was, and I've always held this idea that the only thing that Kyrie has done without LeBron is get the Cavs two first picks in the draft. Yeah, he got them 30 wins one season. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, he is, he, I mean, like, not to say that those teams had a ton of talent, but if you're going to say that he's in this top three 
category for point guards at some point like you have to be able to lead a team and he wanted to go lead his team well, that's why he wanted to leave well yeah i mean he, he, lead he left and, he and got a team that went <laughs> that almost went to the finals without him um they took the the Cavs to game seven mm-hmm. with no Kyrie Irving and you come back and get bounced quickly by the Bucks. yeah what would they, they win the last year 11 playoff games and this year they won five five and you have a, a very him, co- very dominant game one performance against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really their fault. Paul Pierce said that they were gonna the series was over. And <laughs> Paul Pierce right. jinxed them. Yeah, Paul, Paul Pierce, first game out the bucket. Whatever Paul Pierce says, the opposite. A hundred percent. Opposite is true. He, he is one of the worst personalities that we have in basketball. It's unbelievable. He last night, um, Michelle Beadle announced that Rodney Hood was going to be able to play in game one after. He high bricks into his knee in game seven against the Nuggets. Paul Pierce then said, uh-oh, looks like I'm going to give the edge to the Blazers now for Rodney for Hood. Rodney Hood. <laughs> Chauncey Billups was like, because Rodney Hood is back? That I mean, that would, that would mean that without Rodney Hood and without Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins that the Blazers and Warriors are equal. Yeah, or the uh, I mean that's or, or the like, Warriors were just slightly ahead. They were just slightly ahead, and Rodney Hood somehow makes up that difference. He's just yeah, that Rod- much better. Rodney let's, Hood let's and Kevin clear. Durant are equal injuries. <laughs> Rodney Hood has played extremely well. He's a fine, especially against Denver. A fine player. Yeah. He he played well, and he played well last night. But he's not Kevin Durant. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to think of like another Kevin in the league. I couldn't. He's not. He might not be Kevin Knox. I don't even think that's his name. Anyway, um, but yeah, so. I guess so. The question then becomes: Do you think Anthony Davis, or there's any way that you can sway Anthony Davis or sway Kyrie to the Big Easy? Yes, I think Kyrie wants to go there anyways. To New Even, Orleans? Oh, the, to the Big Easy. I was thinking the Big Apple. My bad. <laughs> I think Kyrie would go to the Big Apple. I don't think he would go to the Big Easy. AKA, yeah, I mean, I, AKA Nola. Has there been any discussions about Kyrie to the Pelicans? Well, there's this idea that Kyrie yeah. and Anthony Davis want to play wanna together. Team up. So, so, at that point, does it matter what the city is? Mm, that's fair. Probably, but I mean, if you're, if so you're, why wouldn't they both go to LA then? I don't think is there room. <sighs> well, I mean, I guess I think they can. I think that the they, I think they have two max, max slots. Yeah. I just don't know. LA is it. Is a mess. LA is a dumpster fire, right? Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, I like whether or not they have the the ability to do that. I don't know if people want to go there right now because of how poorly the front office is being run. Yeah, I mean, this idea that Magic left and then it came out that Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss were had a email thread where they were kind of talking bad about him and forgot to take him off the CC um, is like kind of the real reason he walked away. Is is telling. They're talking about Jeannie Buss is thinking about trading LeBron. Um, and then you have this idea that they lowballed Ty Lu. They didn't they lost out to Monty Williams. They were they wanted certain people to be on staff for Tyron Lu if he came in, and which is really weird. Um, I've heard rumors that they didn't want Jason Kidd as the head coach because he had some sexual assault allegations, I believe. Mm. And so they they didn't want him to be the head coach because of that, but didn't mind him being an assistant coach and like a prominent assistant. So I think that 
LA is not has not been the destination for people and people have actively not gone to LA um over the past, you know, 5 6 years and so I mean since Dwight Howard and Steve Nash went, I don't think that's the last big name to go. Well, other than LeBron, but but LeBron signed yeah. and like yeah, I mean, he was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And like that team had kind of like cleared out too. So, um I don't know if like if Kobe was still playing, I'm not sure LeBron's going. I don't think LeBron would fit on that team with Kobe. I mean, if Kobe stood around, it's, it's Kobe's Lakers, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if LeBron would be okay going there and and playing second fiddle to Kobe. You know, he's got to have his own his own era there. I'd want to see that at least at least for a season. That would have been interesting. It really would because it's it yeah it's Kobe's team, but you know it's kind of his swan song, and maybe you send him out in the playoffs in kind of the right way. Sure. He probably didn't have a 60-point game against the Jazz to finish it, but, like, that still would have been an interesting season. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, I guess predictions. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that um, it seems like everybody's saying Kyrie and KD to the Knicks. To the Knicks, yeah. And apparently... KD was telling people a couple days before that he was going back to OKC and then switched and decided to go with the Warriors. Do we have a source on that? <laughs> nope. Just, just, just oh, oh, this is when he was leaving you OKC. You mean when he was Oklahoma, leaving Oklahoma, OKC? Yes. I thought you were talking about like a couple of days ago. No, 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 no. I was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I mean, my, my pick is that I think he goes somewhere for the similar signs, like a maybe a three- or four-year deal. And if the Sonics come back, I think he ends his career with the Sonics and not the Thunder. I don't think the Sonics are coming back, guys. Period. Period. Nah, I mean, not I, for a while. I, I think so. I don't think. I so. I don't know if it's going to be like any time in the next like three years. Say, is but it gonna be, is it going to be before KD retires? I was gonna say they have to. I mean, the fee. If it was an expansion team, the fee would be astronomical to get into the league. If a team is moving. I don't know who that team would yeah, be. Who? The Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's yeah, true. I mean, Pelicans or like. Yeah, I don't know who else. Charlotte, but Michael Jordan nah, ain't moving that I team. Don't think Charlotte. No. I don't know. I Yeah, it's I could an see interesting it. question. Katie's what, 30? Yeah. So I He mean, has a Nike deal till 2024. So he'll be 35, 35 at that yeah. point. So it's very, I think right around that time, that could be a a possibility. But all right, Ty, give us a, a, a Vlad Vladdy Jr. update. Vlad Jr. last night, first homer in the first inning. So first career home run. And then hit his second home run later on in the game. So we going back, first back, back. first home run in the game, first home run in the majors, and then also first two home run game. Oh, we were making a, a big deal earlier this week about how he there was all this hype surrounding his debut, and he comes out and he's hitting like 140 and no home awful, runs. Awful, awful. He's yeah, been he playing absolutely terribly, but his he's been holding down the hot corner very well. Has he? Yeah, he's I been mean, playing was, a really good third base. That was the so, knock on him in the minors was that his defense wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, I just see highlight after highlight of him at third base because there hasn't been any hitting – <laughs> stats for him <laughs> they for the past two weeks. Right? Yeah, it's been terrible. It's I mean, been awful. He's got a cannon for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's see. Let's see what he's hitting right now. He is currently hitting 235 
So I mean oh, those <laughs> those two home yeah, runs Anderson last night better boosted watch him out. like twenty points. Yeah, he, he <laughs> boosted those numbers for sure. He's well, good com- for him. He's coming for Tim. Yeah, I think um, I think it's going to take him a little while to adjust, but I think he's going to be a solid player for a long time. I think the Blue Jays have some some stock in their uh, farm team too. Bo Bichette is hurt right now, but I mean Vlad and Bo Bichette were the one two top prospects in the farm system of MLB this year. So I think the Blue Jays are doing it right this year, rebuilding year. Uh, next year and the year after that. So two years from now, I think they're going to be really good. Future's bright. For sure. Yes, yes, definitely. We had some other Blue Jays news this this week. Edwin Jackson mm. made his Blue Jay debut. Is his 14th <laughs> major league team that he has officially played for. That's insane. I, it's, that's almost getting to the point. Literally, like one more team, and you could just as easily count the teams that he hasn't played for. That's like that's like a minor leaguer. I, I feel like minor leaguers get traded around like that. Not not big league guys. He keeps t- signing these like minor league deals with invites to spring training. You know, he's. I mean, how the, old is he? The MLB he's needs 30, to just do him a service and trade him to all the teams and let him play in one game so he could play for every team in the league. <laughs> I mean, that's what he would be remembered for, right? Yeah. This the fourteen's the record already, and he's so. cheap. But they're he's, only paying, <laughs> they're only paying him a half million a year. He's thirty five. I mean, he could easily play another three four years. You know, Man. I mean, as long as he's not a superstar, but he's. A decently effective, cheap starting pitcher. He's an innings eater, which is what teams like the Blue Jays right now especially need. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. Also, on one more Blue Jays note, on a more somber note, uh, yesterday would have been, I believe, the 42nd birthday to mm-hmm. Roy Halladay. Uh, rest in peace. He was my rest favorite nice. pitcher growing up. Um, fun little anecdote. My brother, when I graduated high school, my brother bought me a Roy Halladay autographed baseball for my graduation gift. And so that's still pretty special to me. And Roy Halladay was always my favorite pitcher. And so uh, happy birthday yesterday to the late Roy Halladay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, you want to introduce us to our NCAA football coming back? Yeah. So this is uh, this is an interesting conversation. I mean, one that's kind of been happening for years at this point about how do you compensate players, especially football players in the, in the NCAA while still maintaining their amateur status. Um, something that I've been a, um, I guess, supporter of would be allowing these athletes to profit off of their likeness. If somebody wants to pay them for an autograph or something, like, I think that should be permitted, you know? Yeah. Um, so now I guess the NCAA, this is from Dennis Dodd of CBS sports, um, Apparently, the NCAA has formed a group to study the name, image, and likeness rights for student-athletes. So, you know, in the past, when this NCAA football video game's been out, it's been like if if Marcus Mariota was on the the Oregon roster, it would be QB number eight or something like that. So now it would actually allow them to to use names, um, and then obviously the, the players would get a cut of the profits from that. I don't know what do, you, what do you guys think about this situation? Like, should players be paid? Um, how should they be paid? Who should pay them? You know, it's a it's a big issue for sure. But I, I know some people would argue that they do get stipends for like housing and things of that nature, and so they're getting paid to a certain extent. However, I think that you should definitely treat them like you would treat any other student. Like, if 
you know, for example, I create, I, you know, created something today that blew up and everybody was using it. And I wanted to continue and finish my degree next year, even though I was, you know, the CEO of the hottest company ever. Like I could still get paid and still have my amateur status, you know, if I wanted it, if I wanted it. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're going to pay in, if somebody wants to pay me for an autograph or, um, somebody wants to give me a free haircut because I'm the star quarterback or I'm the star pitcher or, you know, I'm the best softball player here, then, you know, I think that should be permitted. Like it would be permitted for anybody else to do that. So I don't see why we're all of a sudden saying that these players can't do that. Like, it doesn't really make sense when you think about it. And I think this also kind of alleviates this idea that you have to pay players and should star players get more than non-star players. And if you're the point guard, the, you know, the star point guard, and should you be getting the same amount as somebody who's not playing? Yeah, so that's my thing. With yeah. this. It's like, as a former Division One athlete, you know, I never felt like athletes should be paid. But that's probably because nobody would have been willing to pay me as a cross country runner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like I never had a problem. Like, sweet, like I get a, a partial scholarship to go, you know, get my education. Like, that's great. That's perfect for me. But if you're Justin Herbert, who's a potential first round pick in the NFL, and somebody wants to, you know, use him in a promotion, like use him in, a, in an advertisement for like a car dealership or something, and they want to pay him to do that, I feel like he should be able to to capitalize on that yeah well i mean there's yeah there's there's two ways of looking at it whether the team is going to be paying him or whether an individual is going to be paying him and i think think making money off of yourself and your name i don't see a problem with that um because like if a school was paying their players to come there there'd be a whole whole bevy of issues with title nine well the schools um, aren't paying their players what's up the schools aren't paying their players <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, but, that's, that's a whole other issue but, to get into yeah. you have this in, this fbi investigation of which of is not related exactly, to anything exactly yeah so but but you already have arike ogumbawale participating in dancing with the stars like she's essentially going to be making money off of her image in that show and that was already took place while she was in school you got You've got Olympic athletes that are in college that are competing in the Olympics. If they win a medal, they get prize money. What's the difference there between somebody who's an amateur athlete competing in the Olympics who's able to get paid and somebody who just wants to make a commercial or sign an autograph and get paid? What I don't understand the difference between that. Also, um, you got the, the UCF kicker who last year gave up his scholarship because of a YouTube channel. He refused to stop making money off of his YouTube channel. And and that was his own thing. That was his own production. And NC2A was threatening him with ineligibility if he didn't stop making videos, which is insane. Which is it's that, crazy. That would be like if we were Division One athletes, if we were NCAA athletes and we started making money off this podcast. Exactly. Like, no, you gotta shut yeah. it down. Yeah. But not, e- not even that. Like we've been doing this podcast since we were in high school. Yeah. And now exactly. Yeah. Like, I you know, that's the the thing where you run into the issue with that is if you get a booster who's like you know i will pay you for i don't know to be a, an intern or something you know and then you don't actually have to do anything but they're paying you for that but at the, at that point i'm like you know what if that person wants to spend that money on that that's their thing you know i mean but that that's 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 what it is right like 
if you're a star athlete, somebody is willing to pay, whether that's if you make it to the NFL, NBA, like somebody like Chris Paul is gonna be making forty million dollars a year. John Wall is gonna be making forty million dollars a year. Curry is gonna be making forty million dollars a year. Like it's that's how the real world works. It's not fair. Like not everybody's not getting even pay, and people are worth more than other players based on their that's ability the and their is. talent. That's just the way it that's is. That's just so the way it is. If yeah. a booster wants to pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars to intern and they don't have to do anything, good for them. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know, that that's where the issue would be if you you know Alabama's like got this big booster or or use Oregon for an example because they have Phil Knight. You know, if Phil Knight is just like, well, I'm going to pay all of the football and men's basketball players $100,000 a year. I mean, that's Phil Knight's money. I feel like he should be able to do with that what he wants, as long as they have some sort of title with Nike, and it's not just they're getting uh, – but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, like, in the in the case of Phil Knight, I think that that's a great opportunity um, to potentially pay players but have them working for Nike so the players that aren't going to – or aren't or don't move on to the next level potentially now have job experience and can work for you moving forward for sure but in that and case you'd actually have to have them working not just yeah not but just it, title but it wouldn't only necessarily have to be a like even a part-time working situation you could have them appear in advertisements and stuff like yeah. that and be like you know they're they're models exactly it couldn't couldn't be wearing organ gear they'd have to be wearing just strictly nike well stuff. it depends on if what if if they were gear. wearing Oregon gear, then Oregon I, could receive a portion of the the proceeds for that potentially. Yeah, I, I mean know. you could just put them in Nike. There's enough Nike product, yeah. and yeah. Nike might own yeah. some of the marks um, and be able to use those. So sure. that could potentially be a loophole in the fact that I know some, Nike, yeah, Nike owns, owns the O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nike owns no, it. I mean I think it's time. Um, I I don't think you could put a system in where the schools are paying. No, they, they just leave can't afford it. Well, if yeah. you want there's, them to be student what, athletes, you have to leave the leave the schools out of it. If somebody outside, if I can benefit in any way of my likeness, whatever it is, unfortunately, you just gotta let it rock, and it's it's not gonna be equal across the board. But that's life. But that's no. But you know, people are saying, well, that's not fair. Like, but it is. But life know? ain't life ain't fair. Life is not fair. Yeah. Like I was saying, I don't have a problem with it. If nobody wants to pay me to run cross country, I still would have run cross country. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. who are people are going to show up and do it. They're not doing it just to get paid. So they're going to still show up and do it. And if somebody is good enough to get paid for doing that, or to get paid to for their likeness to be on something, then I think that they should be allowed to do that. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry NCAA, that we, we, if you're listening. Yeah, NCAA, <laughs> call us or email us at you know uh, day before day before productions at gmail.com. Yeah, shoot us something, let us know. We'll help you out. Um that's gonna be all for this week. Um a little shorter than normal, but we'll be back to our normal time, our normally scheduled program on Monday. Um and you guys have a good weekend. Thanks. Can't run like that's not without you. Is it too late to tell you that everything means nothing if I can't have you?